G'day, dorks, and welcome into Lords of Dorktown, a podcast all about anime, cartoons, and video games. I'm your host, Philip, and the dorks joining me tonight are a very special bunch of dorks. A, a, another podcast from the States has decided to come and join us. I'm very happy to announce that we are doing a collaboration with the Loser Cartoon Podcast, so please welcome in Courtney, Flora, Phantom, and Sam into the Lords of Dorktown. G'day, guys. How are you? What's up, everyone? Hi. What's hey. up? Hey, hey. Okay, so we might just do a quick introduction one by one just so we know who it is. So, uh, Courtney. Hey there. That is Courtney's voice. Uh, Flora. Hi. Flora, uh, Phantom. This is Phantom. <laughs> and Sam. What's up, everyone? Man, it's so fucking good to have you guys here. Uh, if you guys don't know, uh, the Loser Cartoons podcast is like an anime-adjacent podcast as well that I stumbled across a a few months back and just fell in love with it straight away. It's uh, the anime podcast I go to when I want to feel like an old person because I view you guys as the young, hip anime community where I'm like the fucking boomer of the anime community that I just... I don't, I don't quite understand everything you talk about, but it makes me feel included into the, the into the scene. So, if you guys wanted to give me just a quick description of what what is Loser Cartoon Podcast, what's what's your vibe? So, Loser Cartoons Podcast is actually it's pretty niche, like you said. It's anime, manga, and like other aspects of otaku culture, and uh, we have a very argumentative and slightly immature feel to our podcast um it's certainly not recommended for young listeners as we sometimes say some incredibly vulgar and borderline controversial shit um and we mainly exist for entertainment purposes but i feel like some of our episodes provide an educational experience like for some topics um and we do seasonal anime the ogs and and all that good stuff yeah, perfect. I mean, you guys hit some of the, the like, user guys have had, like, 14, 15 episodes out at the moment, and you've already hit, like, some of the biggest topics, like, that I could think of when it comes to discussion pieces. I mean, your one of your first episodes was a, a an episode all about uh, Deku and his character growth, which is, like, fucking way to hit the ground running with just, like, such a baller topic to hit off with. So how did you guys kind of stumble across uh, your topic ideas and like how, what's the process of sitting down and getting a loser cartoons episode out? I feel like for the most part, we kind of just spitball ideas at each other. You know, we've kind of just have a running list of different topic ideas. We could cover at any point in time and just figure out a schedule of what days we want to do what. And, uh, you know, sometimes if there's, like, a little bit of timing to it, for for instance, uh, like when My Hero uh, Season 5 ended, we wanted to make sure we had an episode, like, coming, like, pretty soon, right after that season hit. So some of that kind of has to do with when and what we uh, record. Yeah, fair. So just briefly, just um, what what is your guys' kind of background in anime just like personally so you've i know you've briefly gone into it on your on your own podcast but where do you guys all sit in your kind of anime journey from 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 before till now i suppose well my personal journey started way back when and i did one of those library things i don't know if they do those in australia but like reading programs through a public library and the only good book that i could really find was Naruto post time skip like the first book I think it's volume 21 or something and I picked it up and it was just downhill from there <laughs> uh yeah immediately went to Toonami which is 
was this panel that had some, you know, anime for a younger audience. And yeah, just snowballed from there into the weeb I am today. Um, for me, for me, it's pretty similar to, uh, to Phantom. So like my sister and I, we would run out anime on like DVDs of Fruits Basket, like the original one. And that's where it really started for me. And I just never really stopped watching anime. So here I am. Yeah, yeah. yeah for me, mine actually started a little bit more recent, uh, probably about like Five-ish years ago, I just, you know, scrolling through Hulu and Netflix and stuff, just trying to figure out shit to watch, and I come across this show called Naruto. And I look at the cover, and I'm like, wait a minute. I remember seeing, like, a couple of episodes on Tsunami here and there when I was, like, seven, you know? So I was like, eh, I've heard, like, decent things about it. Let's go. Let's give it a shot. Watched all of Naruto probably in about a month and a half. Loved every Jesus single second. Fuck. Of it. And shortly after that, <laughs> I had a, a friend life. who, Brave actually, who uh, was recorded episodes with us, uh, who at that time also had never watched anime, but just happened to pick up a show and it was sorted out online. He was like, hey, check this out. And from there, uh, kind of just kept going downhill until I became the anime, manga, and hentai loving degenerate that I am today. Oh, it's good to see hentai get him. And no one ever admits to loving hentai in this podcast. I fucking usually record with a bunch of cowards. So it's good to hear. Oh, dog. I, we, uh, we made a full-on uh, hentai episode. I am not ashamed of any of that. No. Yeah. I mean, I'll read it, but you ain't going to catch me watching, like, anime ogre gangbangs and shit. Like, tentacles. Yeah, that's a no for me. Oh, God. Um... Seven minutes. Seven minutes it took for someone to mention tentacles. It's always a good measure of how good an episode's going to go. <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm glad I hit the mark. It'd be one of the earliest ones we've had, to be honest. It would be. Um, I think, Courtney, you're the only one left. Uh, how'd you get into anime? Yeah, Philip. so I'm assuming that you've uh, listened to our first episode and have an understanding of where the name of our podcast came from. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I very I had a good chuckle to myself when I thought of anime being loser cartoons. It's a it's a pretty good play on words, to be honest. Not yeah, it's words, um f- for the Lords of Dorktown listeners. You know, I was more of a dick back in the day than I am now, and I used to make fun of Sam and call his anime loser cartoons because I thought it was stupid. Well, in December 2019, so I'm actually the newest um, weeb here. Um, he got me to watch Attack on Titan, which was a hell of an introduction into the anime world. Uh, yeah, and from there, that's, that's like going from zero to a hundred. That's the that's like going from kissing to anal. That's fucking woo. Listen, you this that's how I live my life, Philip. Like how I got into fucking BLs. No, I didn't just read a cute little like BL. No, it was like oh, ass fuck on the first page. It was like <laughs> zero to a hundred. That's how we do it, and we work Are our way down. Fucking hell. So, the arching bitch club is a masterpiece. Don't at me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I rented it from the library and loved every minute of it. You, like, it's so, I was there. It's so funny to hear these different stories where um, anime was just like around in the in the culture 
uh, like you had access to it at libraries and you had like a uh, like tsunami on your your cable yeah. television and stuff like that like for me growing up in like the 90s and early 2000s in australia we just had it was fuck all like we had cheese tv which was like cheese. a a morning uh weekday morning cartoons program that would play three episodes of of cartoons and maybe one of those three would be anime like you'd get maybe a naruto uh a sailor moon uh dbz or like digimon if they were feeling frisky but like yeah again just like such entry level to the anime genre and it wasn't till like um it wasn't until like i hit like mid-teens and my brother and stuff started like full-on getting into anime that i kind of uh, dipped my toe in the proverbial weeb pond and yeah man just lo- haven't looked back ever since so it, yeah it's fascinating to hear that you guys had such um great access to it and I, I honestly i reckon if having the access that you guys had at a young age i would be a fucking monster by now i really would i'd hate to see what i would have become if i had oh. unfiltered <laughs> access to anime at such a young age like fucking hell i'm barely holding it together now and i have a you know, a moderate, you know, knowledge of anime. If I had a complete degenerate levels of knowledge of anime, I would hate, I shudder to think what I could become. Dude, the amount of media that I've consumed in terms of anime manga in the past two years is fucking disgusting. (laughs) You haven't even seen my final four. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Oh, we're all, we're far from done. Oh, we are very far from done. (laughs) Well, this is a... I mean... Sorry to interrupt you. Oh, sorry. No, you're right, Phantom. I just... I think this is always such a good, interesting question to kind of get a base level of where you kind of sit in the anime fandom community. If you guys just had to say favourite show right now of all time or just whatever you're digging at the moment, what what would it be? I'll start with you, Flora. Um, It's actually my hero. Oh, yeah. Fucking girl after my it would have to be. Oh fucking Jesus, Courtney. <laughs> oh shit, Jujutsu Kaisen. Don't even come for me. Oh, Jujutsu Kaisen's a masterpiece. They're fucking. Oh my god. Yep. Yeah, uh, Phantom. I'm. Flora and Courtney just got uh like open invitations for any episode <laughs> of Dorktown for the rest of their lives. It's a. It's a. Oh, it's a yeah. Phantom. I. I mean, I love my hero, honestly, but I think overall at the moment, and I'm sure we'll get into it when we talk season five, I'm going to have to say ReZero. Just the writing and the characters are just, do something for me. We got an edgelord. That's always good to know. Sam, you? <laughs> Yikes. Oh my God. It is It is Attack on Titan, and it is there is an, there is an ocean between second place oh man fucking simp <sighs> you're a fucking simp hey i mean my wife's favorite anime is attack on titan so i can't really go too hard at anyone whose taste is so vanilla that they border on white bread but anyway i will defend attack on titan to the end of the fucking world you and every other basic I... white person will do the same too oh my god <laughs> okay it's like Sam is such a simp. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give Philip that, but I do have to say that Attack on Titan is like objectively the best anime in existence. Oh, it it's just I, not I my favorite. I can't, I can't argue that it is the best anime, but it's still kind of like the you know, in Australia we have a thing called tall poppy syndrome. So anything when any when anything is something that's so good and so beyond reproach, it's just it's kind of a niggling reaction in all Australians just to be like, yeah, but it's not that fucking good. Even though it's objectively that That's fucking okay. good, it's it's so hard to admit that it's perfect. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I feel you. I feel like 
like a good percentage of Australians would see something like the Mona Lisa and be like, oh yeah, but you know, it's fucking all right. <laughs> like we we can't yeah, do it. we can't admit anything great. great. You know, it's fucking something in our DNA. We're fucking a broken country, to be honest. We really are. I mean, we're not like oh, United States level of broken, but we're we're up there. I was going to say, don't <laughs> hold a candle to us. <laughs> right. The United States <laughs> is smashed. That is very accurate. Oh, uh, dear. Uh, so we should probably move on. Now, I usually start uh, Dorktown episodes with a pointlessly dumb sex, uh, segment that has absolutely nothing to do with anime, but brings me uh, absolutely endless amounts of joy. So I've got a question for you guys. Got the feeling, got a bit of an inkling. This is gonna be one of those questions. So let me let me paint you a bit of a word picture, guys. I wanna I want you just to close your eyes and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna paint you a word picture. I wanna really set the scene here. So it's a Friday afternoon, you've just stuck knocked off your work, whatever you guys do for a living. Um in my scenario I always like to picture it something manual, so you're kind of tired. So something just lifting heavy shit in the field all day, just real tiring stuff. You've knocked off work on a Friday. You get in your car, you're heading home, and you've got a $50 note in your pocket. As you're heading home, you are presented with the Golden Mile. And on this Golden Mile, there is every restaurant, fast food franchise, lolly store, anything you could imagine is on this Golden Mile. Now, you have $50 and a hunger that needs to be satiated. What are you guys getting? Now... In the past, I have let uh, guests mix and match. Say if you want to get something from Macca's, something from KFC, you know, mix and match as you please. This is your golden mile, your $50. This is your Friday knockoff feed. Uh, we'll start with Sam. What are you getting, buddy? All right. I'm going to keep mine fairly simple because, to be honest with you, this is something that I actually do do quite a bit uh, when I get off work and my work's not like super, you know, physical labor, but it's enough. Right. So I'm going to Chipotle. I'm getting myself a burrito bowl. Got brown rice, black beans, half chicken, half brisket, which if anybody's tried the brisket that they just came out with shit slaps, double fajitas, corn, cheese, sour cream, lettuce with chips and guac on the side. Anger. Fuck me. That sounds good. Did you say half chicken, half brisket? Half chicken, half brisket. Your country's fucking out of control, guys. Fuck me. (laughs) (laughs) You don't know the half of it. (laughs) Phantom hit me with it. I'm already fucking salivating. All right, let's see. So there's this chain, I don't know, it's there in Australia called Sonic. I'll probably go to Sonic, get a freaking cherry limeade, which is cherry flavor and like a Sprite thing. Let's see. And they're like loaded tater tots. And then I'm probably heading over to like Wendy's for a big ass frosty and their fries that I can dip inside frosty. And then I will probably (laughs) go over to five guys and fries, get their Cajun fries and if I'm allowed to go to a 7-Eleven, I'll go to that too and get a cotton candy Slurpee because me and my friends a long time ago found out if you dip Cajun fries in the Slurpee, it's like a taste sensation from heaven. Just curious, that might be Phantom. the grossest thing I've ever heard. Just curious, <laughs> Phantom. Exactly how much weed were you smoking when you were doing that? Right. <laughs> it was actually before I ever fucking, touched weed. So zero, none, just like a bunch of friends who were like, hey, let's try it. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> fucking disgusting. But I will never. 
I will oh never God. disrespect anyone's golden mile Don't. journey. That's uh, you do you, babe. You do you. Courtney, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> okay, are you fucking ready for this, dude? <laughs> fucking ready. <laughs> Fuck. Okay, sick. So your girl's going to Raising Cane. She's getting a box combo. No slaw, extra toast, butter both sides. Getting a large fountain drink. That fountain drink is one half orange soda, one fourth Sprite, and one fourth Hawaiian punch. You get one cane sauce for the chicken and one cup of ketchup for the fries. It costs $7.95. After that, I'm going to Crumble Cookie. I'm getting a motherfucking cookie. I'm going to get all that shit, and I will shove it up my ass. Swear to God. <laughs> so on a level of one to ten, ten being the most and one being the least, exactly how autistic are you? <laughs> you know that's so funny you say that because I've wondered. <laughs> that's um that is maybe the most deranged golden mile I've ever heard, but I'm so fucking here for it. Uh Flora, round us out. Uh, well first Phantom stole, you know, my tater tot thing from Sonic, but I would get their loaded like chili tater tots and also their like New York style hot dog. Um and then I'd probably go to uh, Cold Stone Ice Cream Place and get uh, double chocolate fudge. Shut up, Courtney. Okay, I don't need your judgment. All right, let me live my life in peace. Everyone's everyone's okay. golden mile journey is different. Okay, it's it's we're all unique little snowflakes <laughs> when it comes to our golden mile journey. I myself, uh, uh, Flora, were you done? Sorry, I'd hate to interrupt you. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, no, so it was just boring. Okay. Um, no, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> all right. I'm a boring person. Oh, no. I've accepted it. <laughs> oh, it was low-hanging fruit, but fuck, it's tasty. Anyway, uh, my, my, <laughs> my, my golden mile journey, and I've said it here a bunch, is straight to KFC, uh, regular sizing a box, swap out the potato and gravy for a bedroll, uh, snack popcorn chicken on the side. They've recently just got these boneless hot and spicy chicken wings, and I'm fucking there for them. So about seven of those <laughs> on top. So, yeah, that's my golden mile journey. Uh, it's such an interesting question because I find it really tells a lot about um, how fucking much of a fat fuck is all living inside of us. <laughs> or on the outside of us. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's halfway. It's trying to come through, but we're trying to keep it in. No, I have an issue with something you just said. Um, oh, you do? So you're telling me you swap out the po the potatoes and gravy? Yeah, because I don't like potato powder and fake gravy. Look, then what the fair. fuck are you going to KFC for? <laughs> Wicked wings, zinger burgers, and boneless chicken. Did I not just say everything I was going to KFC for? <laughs> I mean, you did, but it's, it's kind of, I'm not like okay. I'm not like in the business of kink shaming. But like, if I did, <laughs> I reckon I've heard you say that sentence in about seven different uh, loser cartoons uh, podcasts, which makes me think you are in the business of kink shaming. <laughs> Thank saying. you, oh, love. Someone says the same here. But no, the potato and gravy from KFC. I've got a fucking issue with this. I've been a I've been working in hospitality for like. Oh, 13, 14 years, I have made a fuck ton of mashed potato and gravy in my lifetime. And the stuff that they make out of KFC is fucking weak ass concrete and fucking brown sludge. It is some of the most heinous okay. things to ever touch my lips. And I've, yeah. Yeah. And I've eaten Maccas <laughs> on a Sunday. Like it is fucking, ugh. no way. What the f Wait. Hold on, that was that was a lot of Australian slang I couldn't follow. What, what the fuck are they serving you in Southeast Australia? What do you mean? 
the... what's first, first what's macros on a sunday i need a oh, good no, explanation just, of that i just you don't eat macros on a sunday that's god's day you treat yourself a little bit better on god's day you know what i mean i mean i'd let you have like a fillet of fish because you know that's in the bible fish and bread but oh come on you don't want to eat macros on a sunday treat yourself a bit better like fucking at least get a subway for your mental health you know what i mean yeah I feel sure. like every time I have Subway, my he- mental health gets worse. So. Right. <laughs> True. Uh, I think that's enough Golden Mile chat because, um, again, it has nothing to do with anime and I honestly think our fans hate it, but fuck it, it makes me happy, so eat shit and die. Uh, we should definitely get on to the main topic for uh, this episode. You would have seen in the episode description above, but we are talking about My Hero Academia Season 5. Oh boy, we've covered the first four seasons in previous episodes and have devoted an amazing amount of time to My Hero Academia. And I'm so happy to be back doing this because, and I'm going to start off this review fucking strong, and I know it's going to be a bit controversial. I think Season 5, My Hero Academia, the best season of My Hero Academia out. To date, it is the best series. Fight me. Okay, so I love My Hero Academia. I have like almost 20 of their books on my bookshelf right now. But I would argue that season five is not the best season because they did so many things wrong, in my opinion, on the second half. The first half was okay. The first half was decent. But in the second half, they did my boy Shigaraki wrong. They did my boy twice wrong. Like, ugh. I was sad. So, Phantom, you're, and I think a few of uh, the other members of uh, the Loser Cartoons podcast, you are coming at this from a manga and anime perspective, if I'm correct? Yes, I am completely caught up. I even read the series Vigilantes, so I'm like, oh, all in, deep, baby. Deep, deep, deep. Okay. <laughs> I haven't read the manga, um, and um, no, it's not because I can't fucking read, which is, like, the main thing I hear. Um, I, I chose not to read the manga for My Hero Academia. I, uh, when I first started uh, watching it all the way back when season one came out, I was, a oh, maybe season two seasons been out, but I was immediately swept up in, in just the world of My Hero, and at that point decided that I was just going to be My Hero is an anime-only uh, series for me. I'm not going to go in on the manga. I don't... I don't need it. With what was being presented to me at the time, I was happy with that, and I didn't feel the need to go any deeper into the the My Hero kind of fandom. So for me, as someone who's only ever watched the anime, season five, it just it's so good. And the second half, like uh, My Villain Academia, was some of the most uh, excited I've been watching this series in a, in a long time. So yeah, I think it's interesting that you guys coming at it from a manga point of view find it disappointing. And without spoilers, what what is it that was making it disappointing for you in in this regard to the manga and the anime? Uh for me, like I had moments where I was really looking forward to seeing animated and when they got there, it just fell flat. So one of my biggest points was twice, like his power up or at least overcoming his mental trauma. When I was reading it, I, I cried like a bitch baby because (laughs) there was so much depth there. And like, it was like, it led up to it so well and him finally overcoming it. It's like, yes, this is what I want. This is what I'm here for. And in the anime, they just like, Oh, he's, he's kind of better now. Like they put his backstory, like, 10 minutes before he overcame it and it's like okay he did it 
Woo, but you didn't get you didn't get the full feeling out of it, in my opinion. Well, how about also the fact that they just completely skipped the entirety of the introduction to the My Villain Academia arc? So in the anime, you basically go you get like a quick little glimpse back to uh, the League of Villains basically living in par- poverty and they were just depressed as shit and didn't know what to do before they found uh, uh, the big giant dude. can never pronounce his fucking uh, name. Gigantamax. Um, uh, Gigantamax. Ex- something, yeah. Mac- Gigantamax. Yeah, given to my penis, which is utterly ironic <laughs> to say it in real life. Yep. Someone's compensating. Yeah, and you also drive a pickup truck, I bet. I, I know, which is, this is very funny. And we don't have cameras on, so you can't see me. But I'm a six foot one, 110 kilo bearded man. I'm fucking huge. And I drive this little French car around like it's a Citroen. And honestly, the looks I get is fucking... It's, discrimination is fucking well and truly out there for big men in little cars. And I'm fucking... I'm sick. But anyway, I digress. Just Does anyone else talk on the fact that he said kilos? <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know what Listen, I Listen, metric metric system is better, Courtney. It's it just is and we No, I know it is. It. No, I I know it's better. I just don't know it, so I just googled it. That's fine. I got it. Wait, so wait, uh, how many what are you guys in pounds? Pounds? Yeah. yeah. How many pounds am I? 242. Fuck that. No way. Nah. <laughs> oh, That's all right. I was fucking <laughs> amending my suicide note as we speak, but continue. It's all muscle, oh, right? Okay. It's all muscle. It's okay, Philip. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Let's go on. Let's talk about my hero. I don't want to fuck. <laughs> right. Let's also not talk about how... All right, never mind. Keep going. Anyway, Gigantomachia. Who was talking? Me. So that's where the anime kind of like starts off as his introduction. They completely cut out the entirety of the, of the whole... Uh, 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 the villain group just basically living in poverty and just struggling to be able to even live on a day-to-day basis, which is where I saw a, a lot of the character progression specifically for Spinner, the lizard character. And basically, without that, he was just about as worthless as the dude who fucking, over. like, oh, what the fuck is his name? The dude that has that wears the mask and can fucking turn people into marbles. Compression Man? That's wrong. Yeah, that's comp- what he is in my mind. Isn't it compressed or something? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So like basic basically those two were basically worthless characters in the in the anime version, which just like kind of pissed me off and I was just like come on, man. Like I I, under, I understood like you want okay, like I get it like sure, if you want to condense some of the arcs down, that's fine. However, they also had time to not only make a movie during this time, which, let me remind you, is completely not canon. Uh, they also had time to add a completely fully filler episode in okay, the middle so of the season. That's the and you're telling me they didn't have, they didn't have enough a, time to animate the rest of that arc. I'm putting a pin into the beach episode because I want to circle back to that <laughs> red-hot topic later. Um, but Courtney and Flora, are you guys in the same boat where you've read the manga? I think, Courtney, you haven't, I believe. Um, I have not. Uh, Flora, have you? Yeah, um, I'm mostly caught up. I think I am not up caught up with like the latest chapter, but I'm pretty in the same boat with uh, Phantom and Sam. Uh, I was like really disappointed that they took like they didn't really touch upon all the stuff with Spinner because I found that like really interesting when I read the manga. So I would, but it's not like I still do like love the season, but I just personally don't think it's like 
the best season of My Hero, in my opinion. However, I did really love um, Shinso showing up. So but that's because he's my favorite. So. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Now, Corey, as, as someone else who hasn't read the manga, where do you sit on on this series? I mean, Philip, you and I are going to kind of be on an island of our own because I personally <laughs> think it was fine. Like, I think it was, I thought it was good. I was like, damn, this shit's kind of fine. I don't think it's the best season. Like, I think maybe season four would be the best season for me. Maybe. Ah, shit, I don't know. But Wait, yeah. Even with the La Brava arc at the end? Like, I mean, that, oof, that's rough. Oh, okay. You got me there. Because, I mean, like, I, I I agree like I agree that season four was really good, but that La Brava arc is I I view it as the same way as I see the second half of the first season of Sword Art Online, where if it wasn't there, I would fucking love that so much more. Um, because yeah, it's f- yeah I fucking hated that arc in that in that series. But for me, I think and I think this is something that I've run into a few times with people who only watch the anime versus people who watch uh, the anime and read the manga is this um, battle between expectation and reality when it comes to reading and then watching the anime where you've read the manga and your your imagination and your brain kind of gets to fill in a lot of the gaps in the action sequence. And not only that, they get more time to explain backstory. You get more dialogue and stuff like that between characters. Whereas the anime, they kind of have to condense it down into like a 23-minute digestible little chunk of storyline that will be in, you know... A fifteen-episode series that'll fall uh, season, which will fall into you know a ten-season uh, series. You know, so yeah, that that managing of expectations with manga readers to the anime viewers is always something that's a bit of a red topic, a uh, hot topic issue. But for me, as someone who had zero expectations going into this, as I didn't know what was going to happen, I was just on the like I was on it from episode one, like the starting off with the training tournament arc again. Tournament arcs, my favorite arcs in all of anime. I've, it's roots back to the first kind of introduction I had to anime being the uh, Naruto tune-in exams arc where they're, you know, doing the, the tournament arc after the, the forest bit or whatever. Like, that was being my first kind of really big introduction into anime. And ever since then, tournament arcs have just really got my goat going. So to start off with the tournament arc in a training arc, I was fucking so on board. And then the my villain academia stuff was... Oh, it was so refreshing for me because we had spent so much time with, you know, with Deco Class 1A and all that jazz to take a complete break from that and just go straight to this kind of villain-centric storyline. And I, I would agree with you that, like, characters like Spinner don't really get any time to shine. In fact, I was expecting him to have some sort of power-up. There's even an episode later in the season where he's kind of not winning in his fight and you're like okay well here it's going to be here it's going to be but it it doesn't it's just it's like a dangling bit of fruit there that it just doesn't quite get grabbed and eaten it's just yeah it just left there to dangle so yeah i get where you're coming from but i think my question is is that if your expectations had been met what would this season have looked like for you guys would it just be more in depth on the my villain arc or yeah i i kind of what do you think was missing Personally, I think if I could, you know, restructure this whole season completely myself, first thing I would do, going into the uh, the tournament arc, right? I don't know if you noticed it or for anybody else or if anybody else picked it up, but they went and reviewed every single character from Class A and Class B's quirk, likes, and everything. 
They also threw in a hefty amount of flashbacks for every single character that they could, which to me was just an, an insane amount of fluff and extra that was just unnecessary when you're five seasons deep into a show. I get it if it's the second or third season, you're not like fully into it with some of these characters, or even maybe some of the more important characters in Class B, but we've been with the Class A for five seasons now. We know what their quirks are, we know what their names are, we know what they do. Get rid of that. Step two. The way they did it in the manga, I personally preferred. I would have swapped the Endeavor Agency arc and the My Villain Academia arc, because then it would have actually gone in chronological order as far as the manga goes, because it even states in the anime that when you're going through the Endeavor Agency arc, they actually refer back to the My Villain Academia arc that had happened previously a month prior. So I would have flipped those around, and then finally, I just would have I would have included the introduction to the My Villain Academia arc, I would have cut the complete filler episode, and then maybe take some of the animation budget that you had from the Class A, Class B fights and maybe just trickle a little bit more into the My Villain Academia fights. But, you know, I I guess I can't ask for everything. Oh, uh, okay. Mm, <laughs> okay, well. Awesome. <sighs> I mean, yeah. The thing is, everything you just said made sense, which is fucking infuriating, to be honest. Um, <laughs> uh, he yeah, does that. Yeah, it's fucking... I'm sitting here going like, yeah, well, counterpoint, you're a fuckhead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, damn, hit it on the head. Day one. Yeah, um, yeah, right here. So I, I do agree that the... Fuck, I agree with it all. I can't even construct a good... <laughs> constructive sentence does anyone else want to give an opinion so i can just mull over the fact that he just said perfect truths? Uh, i mean uh, i mean the only thing i'm going to say that has nothing to do with sam said because sam was kind of spitting some facts there really nothing about that uh, is that i just as a non yeah okay sam quit sucking your own dick dude seriously yeah. like, you've, you've had down. your moment to be the smartest person on the discord chat now fucking shut up Right. Um, I just feel like, I don't know, the only complaints I have about season five is that it was a little bit confusing when it came to the Meta Liberation Army. I didn't even know what that meant until the League of Villains arc and they were fighting because I thought they were one and the same. But then I was like, oh, wait, they're separate. And it was just really confusing. And then also, um, and I will say, like, I did notice this as a non-manga reader that uh, I realized that Toga and Twice had some kind of realization and i knew that it happened but it didn't really hit that hard and i was kind of confused so that's it yeah, yeah. i, I mean the no you go phantom all right the confusion is kind of what sam was getting at in rearranging the order because in the endeavor arc the meta liberation and the league of villains were the same thing but then later in the season you go back to when they were not the same thing and it is, it is hard. <laughs> it's a clusterfuck. Yeah, it, like hearing that they paced it, like they structured it in chronological order in the manga, is just kind of like, well, yeah. Why, why didn't they do that in the anime? And it's kind of frustrating to know that it was purposely put that way, like unstructured and restructured that way to be out of chronological order to make 
um, some narrative sense, or maybe they didn't want to. Maybe they chose. Oh, no, they did choose to end the season on that kind of more darker storyline of the the My Villain Academia app with that one episode of fluff at the end. Um, yeah, I can see why they did that, but again, yeah, that's 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 a frustrating frustrating realization that, that it could have been in chronological order without that much. Well, without no with sticking to the script, like sticking from the source material, it should have been in chronological order and maybe just brought in a bit of unnecessary confusion into the storyline. Um, but I will stand firm in my belief that this is the best episode, uh, best series of My Hero Academia because I said it at the start and fuck me if I'm going to let some yank change my mind. Fucking <laughs> <And> yank. <laughs> um, Sorry, I'm kind of tipsy for the first time recording and it's 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 a mess. Yeah, anyway, I um before we hit uh, record, I said, look, if I if I finished one beer uh, before the time we'd finished, we'd gone for long enough, and I'm cracking my second one. So, strap in, <laughs> people. We're gonna have some fucking controversial opinions and some probably pretty poor language. Sweet. Can I can I propose a topic real quick while you're getting into your beers? Go for it. Can we talk about one of the most overpowered perks that was introduced? in this season, which Don't is fucking random, random student in class B mushroom girl. God damn it. <laughs> that she can, she could grow mushrooms on your lungs. And what are you going to do about it? Yeah. It's uh, it's actually terrifying when you think about the thought that she could just grow mushrooms inside of you and kill you. Also the fact that she has such a, like a cute kind of girlish costume and she's like, Dressed like a, like a mushroom from like a fairy Disney movie where it's like, oh, it's nice and sweet. But then you remember that there's so many mushrooms that can kill you and are poisonous and or hallucinogenic. Like she could put hallucinogenic mushrooms in your tongue and just let you deal with a trip for like 45 minutes to 45 days. Like, you know what I mean? Like that is a heinous amount of power for a little cute uh, psycho girl to have. I didn't even think about the psychedelic implications. First Holy fuck. Of, first thing I thought of was like, that is the girl you would buy mushrooms off in uh, UA. That is for sure. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. No more stomping around a cow paddock for this guy. I'll get my mushrooms from the source. Thank you. I would actually rather be disemboweled while awake than have mushrooms grow in my lungs. Would you want it from the source? Like, it, it grows from her, right? You think that's someone's kink, like body mushrooms? Oh, oh that's disgusting. I hope Please not. Please don't bring up kinks. I'll have the urge to shame. Courtney, the kink shaming Courtney is officially what I'm going to tell you in this episode description. <laughs> oh, God. New nickname confirmed. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, she's ridiculously overpowered. And I actually, I really enjoyed all the stuff with Class 1B in this, in this series. I... I find any time that the class 1A and class 1B are interacting is, is usually you're in for a good time, with the exception of that absolute fuckstick from class 1B who's always like, oh, where the best? I don't... He's so vanilla and boring. His quirks copy. Yeah. Whatever that guy is. Yep. Mate, if they could... Him and Mineta should have sex and both contract an STD and die in horrible death. Who the fuck? Who the Get fuck off are my you? Boy. First Get of off all, my boy. who the fuck? No, you know what? No, this is a problem. Mineta is one of my favorite characters. How oh, dare you? Can someone oh, How dare you? Because this is out fucking rageous. <laughs> Mineta is the worst thing to have. Mineta, Mineta is the equivalent to hunger and starvation as a plague on humanity 
to uh, My Hero Academia. Mineta has brought nothing but shame, disrepute, and dishonor to the My Hero franchise. And the fact that he was in this season so little is the reason this season is a shining star of exemplament, which isn't a word, but listen, I've had two Linda, years, listen. so fuck you. I'm, I'm actually speechless. Have you like, a bullshit that you, you just spewed. If you could give can, me Mineta, if you oh my god, two redeeming factors of Mineta, I will change my mind. I will turn on a fucking dime right now. If you can give me two reasons Mineta right. is anything more than a purple-haired fuckstick that is not even good enough to clean All a right. toilet with. Whoa. I know. Oh my god. I can get hating the trope he represents because it is common. Oh but I think he does the trope right and that it's not oh, too so much. Does. <laughs> but it's, it's enough it's for still true. comedic effect. Oh man, I'm losing it. Oh, <laughs> like, don't even know what to say right now. I need a cold shower. Uh, I'm that angry. How do you like Mineta? How? how? I'm, like, uh, I'm just see. like about to get emotional. I don't even know. I I really <laughs> dislike the first movie. The only movie that is canon, and I'm mad about it because the second movie is so much better. But. He had one of my favorite lines in that movie that actually made me crack up in the theater in which they're encouraging him because he's the only one who could scale the wall outside due to his sticky balls. Yeah, I'm backtrack on repeat because of his sticky balls. I'll say it louder. But anyways, if I had a cricket his whole thing, like, down. they encouraged him because of women, of course, and he's just like, okay, and you see the scene where he's climbing, he's like, harem, 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 breather, harem, 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 harem. That just made me crack up. Like, I don't know. I think, I think he does it right. Thank you, Phantom. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, you could replace Minetta with a potted plant and it would just be the same thing. <laughs> hey, Flora, okay. shut your whore mouth. You shut your whore mouth, okay? I, I, no, like, Manetta. Oh, like, have you ever watched My Hero dubbed? Have I? No, and I I'm not going to watch My Hero dubbed. So whatever you're gonna say about how good Manetta is in dubbed, come at me, because I can tell you, as someone who's watched it dubbed and subbed, Manetta is as irritating, if not more, in English or Japanese. It is as then, awful as each other. I can agree with that. Okay, then honestly, <laughs> you have a problem, an yeah, illness. I don't know Mineta. what's going on in your personal life, but it's not good. I can tell you that because Manetta dubbed the comedic relief and timing is so... I don't think I've ever laughed that hard in my life. That kid is fucking hilarious. Wow. And guess who carried, like, when they had that teacher off, like, when they fought the teachers? Guess who won? Mineta. Fucking Mineta. <laughs> That's some I'm BDE on, right there. I'm honestly speechless. I really am. Out of all the... <laughs> I mean, it's not like opinions, he even has the... Out of, all, out of all the bullshit opinions <laughs> I've come to this podcast with, hating Mineta, I thought I would get that one past the keeper without, without even batting an eye. I thought it'd be an easy punt into the left corner of the goals and you wouldn't even fucking wink. But the fact that you... Uh, so, vehemently standing next to this four-foot purple-haired fuck is <laughs> honestly breathtaking. It really is. I don't even think it reaches okay. okay. And Flora, Flora can tell you, I'm not even saying that to create chaos. I'm dead-ass serious. Like, a bitch yeah, was about to cosplay Mineta at the last con we're at. Which I'm still... Vietnamese 
pleading for you to do. It's gonna happen because who I'm literally who going would, to okay. abandon you at the con? If you who would not want to see a six-three woman <laughs> cosplaying a four-foot purple-haired diaper-ass kid? No, everyone. Everyone wants to see it. Period. I just want to see I mean, it. I literally, honestly, I literally hate you. She literally just described one of the most fucked kinks I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna steal a line from um, your playbook here. I don't mean to kink shame, but yuck. yuck. Oh man, it's just it hurts so bad that you hate Manetta that much. I'm gonna Why? be honest. I thought I thought we so had like, a thing going, but I mean, it's just very interesting that you and Phantom like Manetta because I don't know. I interact with the Phantom a lot, and like it's just very common to hate Manetta. So the fact that you guys don't, it's just really interesting to me. I have been super annoyed of his trope before. Like there have been characters where I've been annoyed with and hated that are Manetta-like, that fill that oh harem like girl-obsessed trope. But he he's fine for me because he actually still gets shit done. What? Fuck yeah, he does. <laughs> does Manetta get done? <laughs> Did you not see hey, him? He gets, in the he gets a, he gets movie, a sniff like of some said, of the girls' he... panties in her room. In their room, and, that's what he gets done. And class A versus class B, Manetta was kind of going ham. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if he has a two foot long wing because that is <laughs> fucking not, Manetta. Please say it louder for the people the in the back. <laughs> I don't even want to associate with you anymore. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's, it's longer than Frophy's tongue. Why Courtney and Phantom are wrong. And I noticed that Sam is being awfully quiet in this discussion about um, Manetta love or hate. So either he loves Manetta and is uh, scared of the wrath that will fall upon him, or he's a coward and won't admit to Courtney that he hates Manetta as well. Just no, I've just I've made this argument like literally fifteen different times to Courtney before, and I just had don't have the energy to be able to talk to someone as stupid as her oh, about let this. Me, this is let me I'm, take I'm the done because I'm fucking two beers deep, and I've got all the energy in the world to argue with someone who's wrong. Um, <laughs> but we should digress. I mean, I'm not going to admit defeat on this, but I feel like we should just agree to disagree that Mineta is. I like okay. He, here's here's my thing, and you guys have mentioned this a few times. That uh, I know I said I was about to drop the argument about Manetta, but fuck it, here we go. <laughs> um, you say that Manetta is uh, the funniest with the the best comedic timing in the series dubbed, and I would argue that there is so many better comedic characters or characters who get comedic moments in this series throughout. And Mineta is this fucking black hole of c comedy that just sucks anything in around it and it fucking goes there to die. I would say characters like Bakugo, um, Tanya, uh, that's not his name, but Ida, um, those characters, their comedic moments are far and away ten times better than anything Mineta spews. And, I mean... I'm I'm speechless. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm rambling. But I'm speechless. Do you remember what you said about white bread? <laughs> <laughs> That's what you just did. <laughs> Fuck. There you got me. I mean, with some fresh Vegemite on it. <laughs> okay, twice. Twice is a better comedic character than Minetta. True. And I'm. I'm with you on that. I'm just saying. That Manetta is not the worst. I'm not saying he's the best, like Courtney is. I'm not going that far. I'm just mm. saying, you know, 
he doesn't deserve to be hated too much. Okay, if if Mineta doesn't deserve to be hated, who do you think in Class One A should take the title for weakest link slash most easily hateable character? If it's not Mineta for you, in- Invisible Girl. Yes, or Acid Bitch. No, not Acid Bitch. No, 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 Ooh, Cordy, I will come for your throat over fucking Mina. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure you will, you horny bastard. And, uh, oh, yep, did you nail, nail right on the fucking head because you better believe the only reason I love her so much is simply for the hentai. <laughs> yeah, it's, oh you're, I, we can't even have this oh, argument, Oh no, Phillip. she makes we her own boob. <laughs> no, we can't even have no, this sorry. argument, Philip, because he just brought hentai into the chat and I'm not into it. Okay, we'll, we'll move on from hentai, but I think it was Sam who just mentioned, oh no, she makes her own lube. I'm sorry, my friend. Uh, she doesn't it's make me her, Phantom. Phantom. Sorry, sorry, Sam. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus for being a total fucking idiot. <laughs> Phantom. Um, that's, that's okay. You said she makes her own lube from her hand. No, my good friend. As her name would suggest, her hero name, she makes acid from her hand. And I don't know how often you've <laughs> masturbated with acid or, in fact, engaged I'm in any sexual context with acid. With the imagination of hentai writers. And I'm sure she can control the level of acidity. So I she can probably like tone her. it down in a base like water. I would just, just like yeah, to just have tone this. down the pH level. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to have this on record. I don't care if you could tone down the level of acidity in the lube. I don't want there to be any acidity in my lube. In fact, I would want acid to be saying. as far away from any sexual organ I plan on touching or any sexual <laughs> organ I own myself um, to be as far away as possible. And uh, I mean... Again, I'm going to steal one of your uh, lines here, Courtney. I don't mean to kink shame here, but yuck. <laughs> I think Kirishima could handle it. Red Riot. <laughs> it's I all things about hard names. No, I literally got to go. This is pure Listen, degenerate behavior. Um, let's talk about something that should get us out of the gutter. Now, the beach episode. Uh, <laughs> um, you're saying out of the gutter? <laughs> now, okay, oh, I've had an issue with filler in the past when it comes to uh, all anime. Um... I remember me and my wife decided uh, full-heartedly that we should uh, sit down and watch all the Shippuden over the course of a couple of weeks. And um, the amount of filler in there uh, got me so close to booking in that dream lobotomy of mine um, that it wasn't funny. (laughs) But the filler in My Hero, I would say that there's only been maximum three episodes of filler in My Hero total. Um, Yeah. Every time they have a filler episode, especially the one they had this season, and I think it's the other the other filler episodes, maybe season two, which is another work studies uh, with Froppy, I think, or maybe season one. I can't remember. Um, uh, some of the best filler episodes I've ever seen. Now, I don't like beach episodes in anime. I find it's just a gross way to get certain characters into bikinis and jumping around in montages in water. And look, if that's your thing, which I know it is, Phantom, you fucking horny bastard. Um, if that's <laughs> it's your not, thing, fine. but thanks for coming for my brand. It's okay. If that's your thing, fine. But I don't need people to force feed me fucking bikini uh, anime girls. That's, that's not what I'm about. That's not what I need. That being said, I find those episodes so annoyingly charming and uh, lovable that I completely disregard the fact that they are filler and they're just fun little romps that happen in the My Hero world that if they pop up once or twice a season, I'm fine with. I'm absolutely fine with. And But I, I think listening to your episode on My Hero, you guys have some differing opinions on that. So how do you guys feel about the beach episode? Well, okay. for me personally... 
uh, I said it earlier. I do not mind the filler episodes like that that did they they that they did in previous seasons uh, because they didn't take away from the story at large and they really didn't hinder the season's overall progression at all. The problem I had with this one was that there were there was content that was explicitly cut from this season that shouldn't have been cut. And then we had a filler episode in place of that. That is my only gripe with it. As far as what happened in the episode, don't care, don't mind. Each episode, cool, fine, fun, makes money, gets, you know, 16-year-old, horny, whatever, don't care. Well, I think Phantom's a bit older than 16, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay, I, I think I have to go next now. So I'm, I'm never a huge fan of filler. Like, you were talking about Shippuden, like... I jumped ship on watching Shippuden because of all the filler. Like, ugh, gag me with a spoon. I, for the most part, I don't mind my hero filler, but this one, for similar reasons to Sam, yeah, they cut content that should have been there, which annoyed me. And this one, it just wasn't, like, it was so half-assed, I want to say, because it wasn't a full, like, hero cool ass fight episode it wasn't a full ass like as you say like anime girls in bikinis episode with a couple of characters like you know if you really wanted to get that segment of the population going it's like get yao yorozu on the scene or something you know fucking day but like they they left out like the majority of the female characters that are usually there in beach episodes. They left out the majority of the action that is there in the action filler episodes. So I was just left unhappy, unsatisfied all around. <laughs> hmm. So I actually skipped that episode entirely. So I didn't even oh, know God. which oh character. Sam's opinion is no valid in any of this conversation. Courtney, on to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's here's the thing. I don't watch filler. Like, when it came to ship it in, I skipped all of it, whatever. As far as beach episodes go, I'm going to be honest. I'm going to keep it a buck with you. I like beach episodes, and not just because of titties, you know, because everybody likes titties. Who don't like titties? <laughs> but I like the way that beach episodes show a different side of the characters, like the way that the the you classmates interact right? with each other. Different side By different side, you mean under boob? Is that... Sorry, I just... <laughs> Oh my I'm god. Side boob. Okay, side boob. No, I gotcha. Courtney. <laughs> right. Um, I like the way that um the relationships between the characters are kind of formed and they have like a fun episode, but when it came to this specific episode and it just being Sue Ochako and whatever the fuck her name is, pageant winner, I I hated it. I skipped through most of it because first of all, I have no interest in Sue in a bikini. Alright? I don't know about y'all. Talk about but... shaming. <laughs> oh my god. Listen. A large portion of the fandom. I said this I last it. time. It is borderline bestiality. Calm down. I mean, okay. I'm not disagreeing with you. Courtney. I am. I'm not. I I'm am. just... I am disagreeing. <laughs> I, say, I would say this. If Sue had her quirk stripped away and she was just a normal girl who had that long black hair and that kind of dope, smiley, kind of, you know, approachable smile that says, you know, I'm down for a chat. I, I could catch up. You know, I would be all about Sue. I find her so charming and fun. And this is coming from someone who has a morbid psych, uh, psychiatrist-diagnosed crippling fear of frogs, and yet I still find Sue charming. So I, I don't get the hate on Sue. I really don't. 
but I'll... I don't hate her. I just don't want to see her naked. Uh... It really just has to do with the people being afraid of the kink with, like, her whole, like, long-ass tongue. Yeah, you guys just okay. kind of turn off no. And honestly, it took me into, like, a mental tangent that went to places where I, I didn't need it to go. Anyway. <laughs> You're welcome. It's not the oh, yeah. tongue thing. It's really not. I just don't have an interest in her as a character. Like, whatever. You to like each their Mineta. own. You're a fascinating <laughs> person, Courtney. You really are. I know. It's a problem. Mm. Uh, I think, <laughs> it really is. I think we the only one we left, uh, Flora, I, I don't think we got your yeah. your hot takes on the beach episode. So where, where were you at? Honestly, I don't really mind beach episodes, but like, I just felt that it was just there, you know, didn't really, I mean, I was happy that they had fun and like, it showed, you know, them having fun, like away from like the stress of like work study and hero stuff. But I was like, I could have, you could have put something else there too, you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that. Um, Partially. I'd partially agree with that. And I think going back to something Sam or Phantom said, I can't remember, I wrote it down, um, that this the filler episode was um, kind of half-assed in the fact that it wasn't a proper, like, bombastic boss battle filler episode and it wasn't just, you know, a purely beach episode where it's just, you know, 23 minutes of girls in bikinis playing volleyball and, I don't know, having, like, a quirk fashion show competition or whatever. Like, it, it's in that middle ground where it's... It's almost like trying to play to both sides where it gives us a little bit of action and a little bit of beach stuff. And it's kind of a middle ground um, filler episode. And maybe that's what I like about it. Maybe the fact that it's not super uh, grotesque. Uh, I can't speak anymore. These beers are killing me. Um, you know, it's not super gross in the fan service where it's just, you know, a full bikinis the whole time. And it's not, you know, a crazy bombastic action battle. Maybe that's what I like about it. Maybe the fact that it's, you know a tapas of of a uh, filler episode where you just have a little bit of everything, you know, just a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Maybe that's what I like about it. Or maybe it's the fact that I'm a giant, unapologetic My Hero Academia fanboy who at one point will get Bakugo tattooed on the side of my cock for unknown reasons. <laughs> what I said about white bread? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're talking to another big ass fanboy over here like i bought tickets to the mo- new movie as soon as i fucking could <laughs> fuck, yeah. fuck yeah no that's that's sick I, I think where i like and this has been a very broad conversation about my hero academia and a surprisingly heated one i wasn't expecting to be uh this heated um i just want to leave on a uh, kind of one question that will probably take a lot longer than any other questions hopefully but when it comes to my hero academia everyone's got a favorite character so, starting with Flora, what who is your favorite character in My Hero Academia? Shinso Hitoshi. I didn't hear you. Yeah. Shinso. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, gotcha. Oh, man. He's my favorite. Yeah. So I don't really have, like, any specific reason other than that he's purple, and I just, I think he's neat, you know? <laughs> purple I didn't think he's neat, yeah. Literally, Sorry. at some point, I would only watch My Hero or read the manga for Shinso. Are you sounds really cool though. I mean, he I just is, but Flora, are you secretly an 80 year old lady? I've never heard anyone describe anything as neat before. <laughs> He's just really neat, you know? 
I have an old soul, you know. I've been wondering what that <laughs> clicking sound so is much. in the in the background of your recording, Flora. I didn't realize you were crocheting while you're doing this. That's that's quite multi talented. I know. <laughs> I got all my knitting stuff all out. Uh, uh, dear I Lord, <laughs> really likes tea too. Oh fuck! Of yeah. course you do. Oh my god, <laughs> Courtney, who's who's your favorite character? Yeah, normally I would have said Todoroki, but actually, as of late, it's got to be Endeavor. Yeah, fucking, yeah, that's, um, yeah, yeah, Daddy Likes the Flames. That's good. It's it's really not, okay, but it's not because of his flames and the fact that he's super attractive and a total dilf, um, although that might play a factor now that I think about it. I just think he's an incredible hero. Mm. I mean... Yeah, I, I I don't know what about him, uh, like Endeavor, makes him such an engaging character. Um, but I've always had this thought that if you were to ever have sex with Endeavor, he would probably exclusively play that Kings of Leon song, My Sex is on Fire, the whole time. And I don't know if that's <laughs> off-putting or exactly what I wanted. But Oh, no. <laughs> so you're not, an en- you. you're not a fan of Endeavor, I'm well, hearing? Oh, no, I love Endeavor. I, I really, uh, really do. And I found his um, character progression over the last couple of seasons really engaging and something that, you know, is probably not spoken enough, uh, spoken enough about that this kind of, uh, like, emotional backs, backbone that ha- this Todoroki and Endeavor storyline has and how much it's actually playing a role in the, uh, excuse me, in the overall uh, My Hero kind of storyline. And as someone who, as, as a parent myself, I, I find anything uh, to do with his storyline just super engaging and super and super heartfelt. So, yeah, I, I really do in, like, uh, Endeavor. I, I think I fall more on the side of him being a very complicated, almost anti-hero when it comes to the main storyline. Um, but that being said, I, I, yeah, I love Endeavor. He's, he, he's pretty dope, but yeah. I think one more just quick point about Endeavor that I just wanted to, to state that a lot of people just kind of, I feel like a lot, at least maybe a, a lot of people just kind of like brushed over. Uh, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that Endeavor is probably the best teacher and like mentor out of almost any, pretty much any of the pro heroes? Yeah, I'm Ex- exclusive, it, especially better than All Might as well, which that was a hot take that we did in our episode. Fuck uh, All Might. Yeah, All Might's and the the reason- garbage teacher. All Might's the fucking gym teacher who shows up with fucking cigarettes and whiskey on his breath just like 10 minutes after class started and tells you to play dodgeball for the next 40. Like, he is a fucking pathetic teacher. Yep. Retweet. Mm-hmm. Like, the fact that Endeavor was able to basically completely take in all of uh, Midoriya's ramblings when he was trying to describe to him Black Whip, process it, and and regurgitate then a completely well-formulated strategy to be able to allow Midoriya to use Black Whip without any prior knowledge as to what Black Whip was, or even any prior knowledge of of One for All, was just flat-out insane. Yeah, 100% agreed. And his, any, that the training arc that we get with uh, the work studies with Todoroki, Mineta, uh, not Mineta, fuck, he's on my mind. I hate you. Um, <laughs> De- you love Mineta. <laughs> Shut up. Deku and uh, Bakugo, like, 
that whole training arc that they get during the work studies is really engaging. And the interactions we get to see between Endeavor and those three, especially in that, that uh, episode where they have the dinner at the, at the Todoroki house or whatever, um, the interactions with Endeavor and those three is, is really engaging. And the way he kind of almost seems to structure his lessons to each one of his kind of quote-unquote students differently, like he pushes a lot of Bakugo's buttons when it comes to just being like, um, like how he needs him to prove and how he needs to be faster and stuff like that. And he's setting this kind of um, holier-than-thou uh, hero persona for Todoroki to strive after and kind of be better than his dad. And, he, yeah, he's, like, engaging with Deco in his fucking nonsense ramblings and figuring out a way to train him, all while seemingly so pissed off that he has to do all this, you know what I mean? It's it's brilliant. I uh, Not a lot of love is shown for... Not enough love has been shown in this episode for Endeavor, but as long as we're shining the light on him now, I'm happy. 100%. Uh, I think... Uh, who was next in favourite characters? I think we heard Flora's... Courtney, do we hear yours? Endeavor? Endeavor. That's why we were talking about Endeavor, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Phantom, fa- favourite character? So... Mine is Kirishima or Red Riot. Yeah. Uh, for for a couple reasons. Ever since the what was it? The like gang arc, you know, where they're saving Aerie and finding that drug. Ever since like his battle, I just had this respect for him. Since we learned his backstory and how he used to be like you know more cowardly or whatnot, or at least not not too heroic. But, you know, he sees Mina, took inspiration from her, like, really respects her. And it's, like, grew as a person, you know, entering high school. I think the way he uses this quirk is kind of cool. Even though it's, like, a super simple quirk, he just utilizes it very well. And plus, he's just, like, a bro. Like, he's the only one who super gets along well with Bakugo. And he... He's just a nice guy all around. <laughs> yeah, I completely, completely agree. That's a, that's a pretty good, pretty good pick. I, th- I would say the, the archetype of bro in anime is, is not one that's hit on too often, but one that when it ever pops up, I, I thoroughly enjoy. I love a good. Bro. Absolutely. Uh, Sam, you're, you want to finish it off there? Yep. So mine's probably pretty vanilla, but. My favorite character is just easily Bakugo. And to be honest with you, I... Insult going, uh, insult going, Courtney? Just lock and load that one for me, please. <laughs> you already... So, I actually loved Bakugo straight up from, I think it was season two. And it was it was the moment where he announced at the opening of the uh, that whole Class A uh, and it was the what the hell was it called? It was the, it was the first tournament arc, right? In season two, where he just announced to basically the whole world that was watching it on TV. I'm going to win the sports right? festival. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. sports festival. That's exactly. season one, man. I'm pretty no, sure that was season, season two. One. That was the first, that was the first half of season two. Cause season one ended off with the attack on the USJ. Oh, all right. Anyway, from that point on the, I, I, I took it at, at initial, I was like, okay, this kid is either extremely fucking arrogant and is he going to get his ass kicked, or he's so confident in his own abilities and he's going to win. And when he won the sports festival, 
albeit not in the best uh, fashion with the final fight against Todoroki, I was sold right there. And then from his character development with his relationship with uh, uh, Midoriya, as well as his relationship with All Might, just growing and blossoming as as it went through seasons. And then the turmoil they hit in season three, and then it just shooting off even farther from there, I it, it wasn't close for me. Yeah, fair. That's that's yeah. What a good pick. Um, for me, I I've kind of had a few different characters over the in, over over the years of my hero. Uh, last season, I fell in love with Sanita in a completely romantic and frankly deeply sexual way, and I can't really describe it to be honest. Um, but considering he just wasn't in this in this series at all, it's kind of hard for me to pick him as a favorite character. That being said, um, I love Todoroki. I've loved Todoroki from day dot. I think he's such an awesome character, such a great design, and always just brings a certain amount of pizzazz to the screen. And I know mm-hmm. someone's going to get a like. I know someone's going to comment this. It's a completely and I want to start coining this phrase white bread opinion. Um, <laughs> yeah, probably a wide bread opinion, but yeah, man, Todoroki fucking rules. And from everything, he's from fucking his, sweet, dude. It's so sick. And like from his growth from season one, where he didn't use his fire quirk, like his fire half, to now where he's training under Endeavor, he's trying to kind of reconnect. Well, not trying, but at least actively not not trying to reconnect with his family. I, I just find it such a a great kind of soft soft <laughs> that's probably not the best way to describe it just like a, a great kind of hearty center that is my hero like you've got the deku and the bakugo stuff where it's this kind of perfect embodiment of what a hero should be and then you've got todoroki who's this kid from a broken past with a mother who burned half his face like it's more complicated than that and i think i i like the fact that he is a more complicated character so yeah, for me, he I think he'll always be one of my favourites, um, at least for now. And look, I don't know if this says anything about um, me as a person, but I've had Todoroki as my background on my iPhone for far too long, and I have <laughs> kids and a wife. Like it's it's embarrassing that I spend as much time as I do looking at his <laughs> face. It is. Yeah, it's. Um, I should speak to my therapist about that in honesty, but we'll we'll do <laughs> Um, it is well, been... you got three of them here. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which one's not a therapist? Yes. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, it has been absolutely fantastic to have you guys here. Uh, do you guys want to promote your podcast? I mean, it's the Loser Cartoons, wherever you find podcasts, really. But um, is that is that all you guys have got going on, just the podcast and the socials? Where Where would they find those? Yeah, I mean, our social media is Instagram um, and TikTok are Loser Cartoons Podcast. Twitter is Loser Cartoons with a Z. That's it. Uh, awesome. Uh, it's been fantastic having you guys on here. Um, do you guys have any final words or anything you want to say before we before we wrap up? Burko's no, the sir. best waifu and my hero. Manetta's <laughs> a fucking G. Oh, damn it. I mean, it's been nice being a dork for a little bit, but <laughs> I'm not sure if I love the hate I'm getting. <laughs> Look, I'll be honest. I don't normally come out so hard against our guests, especially guests that I met um, an hour and 15 minutes ago. 
that being said, I've listened to a lot of your podcast and I, I really enjoy it and kind of wanted to throw myself straight into what I thought the vibe of your podcast was. Maybe it was a bit meaner than your podcast normally is, but... No, 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 no. I loved it. I had a lot of fun. <laughs> I had so much fun. Uh, if anything, if and... anything, this was a little bit maybe on the tamer side. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Let's fucking yeah. go then. I'll have his back and we can really let loose. Uh, it's been fantastic having you guys. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you leave a review just below or whatever you're listening to us on. If you want to get in touch with us here at the podcast, just email us at atlordsofdorftown at gmail.com. Make sure you're on the Instagram. Uh, I don't have TikTok or anything like that because it scares me. Uh, but I digress. Thanks for listening. It's been fucking sick. And keep it dorky, guys.